Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. and welcome to another episode of but am i wrong and melissa are we ever wrong uh megan that would be a no survey says incorrect you know what i forget every year when halloween comes really what the true meaning of halloween is for me which is steve harvey memes steve harvey costumes as many steve harvey co- and like my algorithm knows every year they go you know what you know what could get you could you could use a little giggle Throw you a Steve Harvey. Did you see the one who did a death drop in the Steve Harvey costume? Yes. I was like, you're about to break both of your kneecaps and your back. I will say that this holiday season, this of uh, Halloween, which we I meant to talk to you, but we haven't recorded since then, was like the costumes were phenomenal. Who was your favorite? I just I just saw a lot of cool stuff. I did really like what you did, too. Thank you so much. I felt a little it was nice to know who was in solidarity with the strike. I would like to shout oh, yeah. out. Florence Pugh, who dressed as Guy Fieri, amongst all of these other actors who are being role er, characters from struck productions and TV shows mm-hmm. and movies. And she's in the background just Guy Fieri it out. Looking great. I loved it. I, I loved it. I feel like I'm, I've, we said this, I'm like, I'm, I'm in my new Halloween era. Like, I want to be Halloween. Kiki doing Life Size. Mm-hmm. I was like. I still haven't seen it, but I understood it. It wasn't SAG compliant, but. I have said, and I will always say, that I hold different expectations to people who I love. 
one of my friends, which I didn't get to go to the party, but they had a party that was like Disney movie type thing. Uh And they're an actor and mostly everybody there was an actor and they were all posting pictures. And I was like, what are y'all doing? I think it's because like on a technicality, it's not breaking like it's you know it's because it's not you're not saying hey go see this movie you're not showing a picture of the like and people didn't do side by sides with like the Mm -hmm. what they're recreating so i was like oh okay i guess i i think that's probably why but i'm such a rule me too such a fucking rule follower me too unless i don't like the rules but like if i'm like not sure and i like can't talk like i'm just i'm like what do you mean you're breaking the rules Except for Harry Potter. I constantly am so upset that that boy is sticking to all of these rules. And I'm like, break the rules. Voldemort is out for your fucking neck. <laughs> Work smarter. So I thought you meant somebody dressing up as Harry Potter no. at first. And so it was a little bit lost. But I get you now. Yeah, it's just because I've been watching the movies. And he's like always being like so honest and truthful. And I'm like, stop. Like, people want you dead. Like, I need you to be a little shadier. Drives me crazy. Well, now that we didn't do our Halloween costume, we've just been like racking up ideas. So we have them for Mm -hmm. next year. We should buy now. We should buy now. Well, I guess we should explain a bit about more what the show is. We've got three segments. We'll get into them when we when we get into them, each of them before. So you don't have to remember too much. But one of our favorite parts about the show, it is not just us talking. I mean, it is just us talking here, but we have a component where you participate the audience, you get to vote on who you think was wrong in each segment that we talk about. And that is over on our Instagram story. And was the last episode very, very late? Of course it was. But hey, we'll ease back into it. Okay, I'm gonna get a Z pack. (laughs) And it'll be good. But it was also very late posting the episode because I was on my I felt like I was on my death. Actually, I've been worse sick before. So no, I'll take that back. Do you see Jamila Jamil posted that she's a cold and she was like, what the fuck is up with these new colds? Like these colds are steroided out. Like this isn't like it's what and our I immune this, systems are shot. Yeah. Like it's crazy that you and I both the last two times we got colds, we got nasty sinus infections just like mm-hmm. immediately right off the bat. And it's like usually yeah. I would get a sinus infection if I like tried to live through a cold. Like if I just like ignored being sick and it was like, oh, no, very quickly. you're just <laughs> We're just going straight to infection. Yeah. But I'm here. I still have um, my throat is still a little scratchy. Well, it's not scratchy anymore. It's just phlegm and coughing. That's and still tickly for the cough. But other than that, I feel fine. Well, I'm glad you're starting to feel better. And um, we are recording this episode virtually. If you cannot tell, if you can tell, maybe that's because you're on Patreon. You're watching the video version, which join us. Do that. We also do live streams twice a month. Um, but we will eventually be in person. So don't you all worry. We will be reunited. Also, so much world has happened since. Like, I when I was coming up with all the things to talk about, I was like, "God damn, there are so many, so many options, so many things." There are things I wrote down to talk about for this podcast that I'm like, I don't even remember what this was. Like, we've moved on as a society I, from this. I know I prepped for the last episode, but I don't know where any of my stuff is for it. So I was like, I guess I'm starting over. Hey, it sometimes it happens. Life life moves on so fast. Yeah. So. First, we have But Am I Wrong, where we each pitch a a hot take, a rant, or something happening in our life that we want to know. Ask the other person, am I wrong about this? Am I wrong? And uh, am am, am I in the wrong? So I have a uh, a hot-ish take. I would say it's probably more of a lukewarm take. I think a lot of people um, also have this take. And that is celebrities need to stop cosplaying as minimum wage employees for promotional campaigns okay and i want to issue a caveat because i'm not coming for lana del rey i just want everyone to know that because lana del rey went to go work at waffle house not promote like just for fun like went to have a good like didn't bring a camera crew to work it yeah and and didn't bring a camera crew went with friends and then people were taking pictures that is very different then when Charlie and Dixie D'Amelio and her family go to Walmart, they put on vests and they pretend to stock the shelves with security blocking off the aisles. And then they check out people with their groceries and they're like laughing and making jokes, being like, ha ha, like, look at me. Like, I work at Walmart now, LOL. 
like just stop just stop just don't do this it is just fucking weird mood like it's if you want to do like a fun meet and greet at like the store that you are going to like i think if you wanted to if you did a collaboration with a, a brand that is at sephora and you went to work as a sephora makeup artist for a day and you had people come in and you attempted to do their makeup and it was good or bad that is fine that is totally fine that is a that is people know they're showing up for that they're signing up for it like but it's not just being like look at me stacking boxes in the break room like we all know that you don't actually work here and like the fact that you think it's funny to work this job is is that's fucked up and this is all because they have like a brand of like popcorn or some shit i just think it's tacky cuz like again i think that having <laughs> random design like so for me for example we i went to C's to pick up some candy for a gift for someone and i walked in with moths and i was like this is a child this is my dream i wanted to work at C's. like i'm upset every time i'm in C's, mm -hmm. i'm asking people i'm like do you like working and they're like oh it's great i'm like so like what's your favorite thing like what do you i just love it like and i've always loved C's. i've always wanted to be a christmas elf at the fucking mall santa like there are certain things where it's like you've the got childhood dreams elf in the world <laughs> sadly that is when i knew i was growing right out of that but like you can have those like things that you like attach onto from childhood or whatever it is that you like love that are whatever job positions they are. And if you have like the money and the access to be able to engage with that and participate in a way that not everybody else would opt in to do that and like have that not be your job and do that for free, go for it. Do do that. But like, A, you should be paying people for their time for like indulging in your minimum wage worker fantasies like you shouldn't be like taking away from the customer experience and also from the fucking employees who are not being paid to deal with your antics they are just trying to do their job and go home that's so annoying it is and like trisha paytas has like gone to i don't know Domino's or something like that i saw this in a tiktok where people were talking about it and again like doing that kind of thing and opting in by being like, hi, I really love doing this thing. Can I come to, is so different than being like, you know, it'd be a really great marketing campaign, pretending we as two people who have never had like real jobs are gonna do this and pretend this is our job. And I don't really fault them as much because they're young, but their parents, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Didn't, is their parents the one? The On the reality show. Hooking, you know? No, that's the other one. That's Addison Ray's mom with the tattooed eyeliner. Oh thought they were the same person actually it might know. not be tattooed but she just loves eyeliner okay if it's not tattooed that's actually like pretty impressive she's got really impressive eyeliner skills is young gravy still relevant i haven't heard anything about him was young gravy like relevant i mean he was just like that one song was hot on tiktok and then i didn't even know that was him until like and i saw the video of him and i went oh young gravy made a like little cute little clip to his to that song and i was like that's a young gravy song that's the music video i'm like <laughs> Oops. Okay. I was just, I didn't know if I just moved away from that side of TikTok and didn't know. I, I also wonder where Jack, Har is Jack Harlow a thing? Uh, he has a song out right now that I actually like. Really? Yeah. And he, he's only let the, the snippet out of it. And it's like really good. And black TikTok is calling it now like white boy winter because the oh, white so, boys have no, been making I videos to it. I didn't even know that was his song. I yes. have heard the song <laughs> I because I've seen White Boy Winter. Yes. Melissa, that is his, that is a good song. Yes. And he hasn't even let out him. the whole song yet. Nope. I hope it doesn't disappoint. I know. That's actually so funny. Well, I, my, I already said my hot take. I was about to say yeah. it. I was like, mine is. And I was like, I already did mine. Yeah, so. you're, you're not wrong. I agree. And I didn't know even know what you were talking about until you said that. I'm glad I can um, expand your horizons of annoying things that tiktok creators do and again i blame their parents i blame their parents for a lot all right well all right. here's mine as mariah carey signaled at 9 p.m pacific time on october 31st which is midnight on her coast so the next day november 1st it's time i will not even attempt to do her hmm? it's time I You're nowhere it. close. <laughs> well, first of all, not even going to get the note. I'm just saying. The, we're just trying I, to get the, I, I'm just saying not even in the height. <laughs> never. You're Could here. Never. She's up here. <laughs> so tis the holiday season. As most of us agree, it is 
Christmas and then on the third Thursday is Thanksgiving and then we're in Christmas again. Yes. And so Christmas time now and with Christmas time or with any gift giving time, I feel like if you are a unmarried person, as I am, you are too. So this also counts. Um, (laughs) Right. Um, And you are childless. You should still count as a child. And in this, I mean, I don't even need to know what you mean, but I mean, I will let you continue because I'm here for it. I'm a baby. I'm, I'm a baby. I'm just a baby. I'm just a baby. I'm just a baby. Because like, for example, my sisters who are younger than me, uh, they, they have, have full families. They have full families. So I, I buy everyone a gift as I should, because it would be weird for me to give them a family gift unless it was just something they could all enjoy like a television. But why would I do that? And they all get individual gifts. And I believe I should get an individual gift from everyone and not a gift from the family (laughs) just because I don't have children. (laughs) Then I should still be getting gifts. And they don't have to be bought gifts. They can be handmade gifts. Mm -hmm. You know, it could even be just like a little, little crayon drawing. But everyone should be getting gifts, giving me gifts. My parents, they do this. Um, They get me because my sisters each have three children. I get the sum total of everything that they get for their families. Wow, great parenting. I get the sum total for myself. No, that's 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 fire parenting. And I just want to bestow that upon everyone else. Well, it's also a thank you because you helped raise those kids. Yes. Your your siblings. And so, like, you know, they have to pay it forward. On Aunt Day, they send me you know, presents like Airlight was yeah. going to give me like something on Mother's Day. And I was like, I don't want it. I'm not a mother. You can send me on Auntie Day and like they'll send me things. But I just want, you know, if you are unwed and childless, you should be getting the equivalent of everyone else. I love that. I think that's very fun. I don't disagree with that sentiment at all. And I have to say, like, one of my favorite things is like if I get past the age where my nephew stops making me like birthday cards with Mm -hmm. that he's like drawn or his mom has drawn and he's colored in like I'll be devastated like that's so not like I love like throw that in there with my and then your parents can get me something then they they give me something else but like Mm -hmm. you can draw I've seen you right all right my my nephew who is 12 he's still yeah you get a short film made for you that you could you could get some creative fucking from those kids but he's still like he he'll, he'll call me and like I I just he's like might be the the sweetest out of all of them when it comes to stuff. So him and Errol, I might I mean um him and Audrey might be in a tie. She's but she's getting in that age now where she's too cool for school. Amaya's already even though they're the same age, Amaya's already been there. But Audrey's getting into that. Hmm. Well, she is very cool. Sadly, she is cool, but you know, it, yeah, it's no, it's sad. it's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as someone who, like, I, when we had trick-or-treaters, one of them was like, oh, my God, you have the best candy. I was like, oh, my God, thank And he's like, he's like, thank you so much, ma'am. And I was like, and why'd you have to throw the ma'am on there? Like, Ugh! I was so happy. And then it was like, ma'am. And I'm like, sir, you're, like, almost my height. Like, come on. I'm from the South, though. As soon as you're, like, 18, it's ma'am. Like, out of respect. I know. I think so. it's, it's, I think it, it has to be a cultural thing because even, like, Mots was like, what do you mean? And I was like, did they do that in Denver? Like, that is so, like, I called my teachers by their first name until I went to middle school. And then I had a hard time, no, like, figuring that out because, like, we would just call our teachers by their first name. <laughs> so, like, or a nickname. So, like, we had one teacher who had a doctorate who we called Doc. And, like, that was, like, what he was called. Like, and so it was, like, very odd to me. But yeah, that is, there is that age where, you know, they become, they become too cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Presents, multiple presents. Give them to me. It's a great call. It's a great call. And I will always support you. Thank you. And I believe in the same for you, too. I love that. I absolutely love it. I will say, though, I did fucking love when Moss and I moved in together. And, like, we probably did before we moved in together. Well, we moved in together kind of, like, a less than a year into dating. But we were friends for a very long time. And I wanted to be like, why should we be with someone less than a year? Don't do it. Unless you're really no, close. Y'all knew each other for a while. Yeah. <laughs> And um, we got to a point where I think it was when we lived. I think it was after we started living together when we started doing Christmas gifts from both of us together to mm-hmm. family and stuff. And I was like, this is just going to be a hell of a lot fucking easier than like 
us trying to get different things off of their lists and like have it be set like this just makes no sense so i want to be able to do group gifts from us to people but like i don't want to be on the receiving end of that especially if it's people you would otherwise get separate gifts for yeah if i'm getting separate gifts for again like kids people who would mm-hmm. want different things but like right unless it benefits both of you mm-hmm. so you're not wrong thank you Shall we take a break before we get into the next segment? Let's do it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about Book of the Month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available. And I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited for someone who like... You know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month 
you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress. And as well, there are reading challenges and rewards. And Book of the Month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next, which for me is like the biggest hurdle. I love when other people make choices for me, especially when they're good choices. And I'm like, cool, I can trust you. So each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from. All of the books are so good. You can't go wrong. And I mean that wholeheartedly. When we were picking like our selects for this, I was like, this I like all of them this is hard and I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like okay so these are like my top ones I'm assuming they will be yours so don't pick the same one as me so then we can swap afterwards and that's what we did so we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley and we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean the Ministry of Time is like people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com. And you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. We're back. And what segment is this, Melissa? This is But Are You Wrong? And this is when y'all write in with your predicaments that you have going on in your life, and then we judge accordingly. Exactly. To send those, you can email us at buttamywrongpod at gmail.com, 300 words or less. And we ask that you include your pronoun. No, we don't. We ask that you include your age. You can include your pronouns if you would like. It is all anonymous. And oh, shit, I forgot to. Re I think that the person who did um this week's episode of But Am I Wrong? Uh, no, this week's episode of Don't Blame Me about um a people named Carl and Lindsay. I think those are people from a TV show. What show? I think it's Summer House. I think it got suggested to me because I was watching um Bravo con clips about. Mm -hmm. Tom like Scandaball. Mm -hmm. You're correct. Yeah. Okay. I will say the fans at BravoCon came in hot as I'm on the Real Housewives subreddit. Fans were getting up and asking questions, the questions that Andy should be asking at reunions and pissing folks on the stage off. Like they came prepared with the like comebacks and everything. So I would like to applaud everyone. People were putting clips up on on the reddit and it was beautiful <laughs> oh i'm i, I would i want to see some of those i've seen a couple of clips i saw someone who was like uh had a question for garcelle and said like as a white man and they're all like oh and he's like mm. no no it's fine i swear like it's fine and then said, basically said like thank you for having that conversation with kyle something and about was like like for do like it's like i understood uh i understand like systemic racism and like you've carried so much on your back of this show and like you don't have to do all of this stuff that you do and like just know that like you are changing hearts and minds and like reaching people who think that they they think they understand but like I didn't understand I realize now I didn't understand until that moment and so like I'm just like really grateful for like what you've done not only to the show but like the whole franchise and oh, they were all like great. oh they were all shocked because 
when you start with as a white man mm-hmm. and Garcelle's like what do you got to say I don't want to don't say it what and they're like he's like no, no it's fine I swear and everyone's like mm. and then they're like oh you actually okay, that was fine you. yeah you yeah. got it. go ahead and say that you yeah. might get yeah. tomato but try yeah all right you're up okay am I wrong for asking an older man in his 60s if the seat he was in was what he booked I'm 27 female and I was on a flight and and I had an empty row and I was and it was nearing the end of boarding. The man in question had boarded with his family a few minutes earlier. I started getting excited because I have an entire row empty and it's a night flight. So I was excited to sleep. After a bit, he suddenly comes and plops down in the aisle seat in my row on top of the blanket and without putting his seatbelt on. The entire time he's peering down the aisle. So I eventually say, sir, is this your assigned seat? He said he just says a non answer. And his wife says something to him in their native language. And I push and say, oh, I saw you come from behind. Is this your seat? And he still gives me a non-answer, like a not confident yes or no. So I finally say, is this the seat you booked? And he says, okay, I'll go back to my seat. So am I wrong for making this man move back to his original seat? I didn't book the row, but I did get lucky and happened to book a seat with the row that ended up being unoccupied. I also felt like I was a young woman traveling alone and he thought I wouldn't say anything and let him share the row. Thoughts? I felt like a bad person in the moment, especially with the family in the seats surrounding me. Truthfully, I would not have said something, but that's because like, I, I don't think that you're necessarily in the wrong for saying something, but if there is an empty seat, he could have also just asked a flight attendant and they would have let him move to that seat. That's my thoughts. Exactly. Um, if it's not your seat, then like you don't you don't have to ask about it. Yeah. It's like one thing if like somebody's in your seat, but like you didn't put like you said, you didn't book the whole row. You're not entitled to the whole row. And it seems like he didn't even speak English, so he didn't understand his wife had to translate is that what happened it doesn't it does it seems like the wife was only speaking their native language so it might have just been like not being very clear or Mm -hmm. understand i don't know yeah like if you would have asked the flight attendant they would have been like yeah go ahead and sit there and so maybe he didn't like you just didn't know to ask the flight attendant but like yeah you not entitled to the whole row so if he wanted to sit there then i think it's fine i mean I think that you were in, I wouldn't say like the wrong, like, no, but it just wasn't like you, I don't think you really had anything to stand on because if you would have asked the flight attendant, they would have let him sit there. Yeah. And I think like if it was that there was a lot of room on the flight and like he specifically was trying to come sit next to you, like that's when I would have reached out to like the flight attendant and asked them about that. But solving things between passengers in that instance there, like, I always just, like, weigh it on the side of, like, <laughs> I'm gonna, if someone's, like, sitting in my seat and trying to get me to move, I'm gonna be, like, I'm just gonna get the flight attendant over here and they're gonna come get you to to move. And so in this instance, it's one of those things where he could have gotten the flight attendant there and I probably wouldn't have said anything because I would have felt silly if then afterwards he then went and got the flight attendant and sat back there and I would have been, like, oh, this is hella fucking awkward. But you know, it's just one of those things that I, I'm i glad that you asked him and he left and then you had the whole road to yourself. But I just think that I would maybe count this as a singular win and don't test your luck the, the next time yeah. if it happens. Yep. Agree. Sometimes I think about like if you booked the middle seat, that would be like if you're empty on a middle seat, then people you then would be more likely to be able to have that whole row there because mm-hmm. people don't. there's no gap in between you and anyone else and so if there's space they're not going to sit there before um they cut down on the flights that (laughs) go directly to arkansas there used to be like three that left out in a day and now there's Mm -hmm. just one and my flight would be empty all the time like sometimes i would be one of two people on the entire plane and it was great (laughs) yeah i always have a hard time with like pushing my luck in the sense of like cosmically i think like I'm going to let this one slide because then I'm going to be paid back better the mm-hmm. next time around. And that's also just, I don't even know if it's a belief system, but that's also just like a personal thing that like, I'm, I'm constantly looking out for future me um, and making those decisions there. But I, I, I also like admire the boldness because I would have never done that, but I would have wanted to do that. And then the whole mm-hmm. time, the whole fucking flight, I would have been like, God, I really wish I had fucking asked him to move. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah. All right. Next one. Hi, Queens. I'm 25-year-old she, her. My best friend, Midge, also 25, invited me to a Halloween party from her work. We both have been really excited about the party since September, and we were planning our matching outfits. But then Midge told me she also invited her boyfriend, Joel, 
And now they go with matching costumes. I was like, okay, it's fine. I don't really mind third wheeling, but I was kind of sad for our matching costumes. I don't like Joel. He has cheated a few times. Honestly, he fucking sucks. <laughs> Bitch asked me what costume I was going to wear. I told her I wanted to be Fleabag from the TV show. It was one of our favorites. And she responded, yes, I can be the priest. I asked, aren't you going to match with Joel? She responded, I'm not sure. He said he doesn't feel like going to the party. So I sent her a picture of matching costumes for Fleabag. And she said, I love them. Next day, she sends me a picture of her using a dress just like the one Fleabag wears and said she's going as Fleabag with Joel. I'm really hurt and sad because I wanted to wear that costume. I told her I'm not going to the party anymore. We are best friends since elementary school. We had never had any problems till now. So am I wrong for not going to the party or is she wrong for stealing my costume idea and wearing it with her boyfriend? She's 100% in the wrong. This to me is like punishable by like jail time surrounded by crocodiles. Like to me, this is like the most fun. Like this is like I'm more hurt by this than if you slapped me across the face and called me ugly. Like this to me is like so fucked up. This is so mean. It's so mean. Like, why would you do that? She knew what you were going as. And then she was going to dress as the priest. Like that would have been a better costume uh-huh. anyway. This is like TV show villain shit. Like, this is not your best friend. Like, this is like the one of the meanest things I've heard. Yes. I think you still should have gone to the party and like... In a better version. Yeah. And done a better version or gone as maybe her. What would be a good costume to go? What was that? Didn't she have some weird animal? Like, no, I mean oh, from Fleabag. Yeah. Like something that would like be rude to Fleabag. Oh, her sister maybe. I was thinking the sister, but the sister was such a she got on my nerves. Yeah, just something fun, like more fun. But yeah, that was that was awful. I I I, I'm pissed. I I feel like you should do. I'm 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 gonna create this survey that I said I'm gonna create this friendship survey and uh, see. Are there other instances in life where you've noticed things and you've kind of just swept them under the rug because this is evil like this is just so mean yeah no this is this is someone like stealing your effort to steal your to preemptively steal your joy like it's Mm -hmm. stealing the effort you put into something that makes you excited that you like because they enjoy robbing you not only like being lazy and like it, it just feels like she's taking she wants to ride on the effort that you have done while like you cannot ignore especially someone who's your best friend that I don't think comes from a place of pure laziness of just taking the effort that someone else has put in to reap the rewards because you are friends with them. So you also then see their disappointment and you know that that hurts them deeply. So like that is like you're cool with that. Yeah. This is like royally fucked. And I think most is right. I, I think if you uh, think back, you will have other instances in which um, you've been forced to take second place or robbed of things that you care about and have worked hard for and that she she just gets to benefit from instead mm-hmm. yeah hate it hate it i also not to add a romance there but i have to say friends dressing up as fleabag and the priest it's a little more than friends there i was thinking that but just saying forbidden love <laughs> just saying oh, i love that fucking show yeah uh your friend sucks they're wrong and uh we're gonna take a break <laughs> back and it's time for our final segment which is called but are they wrong aka wrong of the week where we nominate the woat of the week but in this case (laughs) uh we haven't done this in a while so it could be the woat of last week or the week before or the woke of woke woat of the last three weeks so that we there are so many options to choose from and this is who we think deserves to wear the not i'm with stupid but i'm 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 the worst shirt and we throw tomatoes at them so I have picked one of my hyperfixations uh, of the last, one of my news story hyperfixations of the last three weeks. And 
before I do this, I'm going to need you to repeat how to say this person's name because you taught me how to say it right the first time. It's not Hassan Minaj. It's Hassan Minaj. Hassan. Hassan. Hassan? Okay. Mm-hmm. Minhaj. Yeah. Minhaj. Okay. Mm-hmm. And on September 15th, 2023, Claire Malone wrote a article for the New Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. New Yorker called Hassan Minaj uh, Emotional Truths, and it's a quote for quote-unquote emotional truths. In his stand-up specials, the former patriotic host often recounts harrowing experiences he's faced as an Asian American and, and Muslim American. Does it matter that much of it never happened to him? So when this article like, initially came out, I saw like it was all over Twitter. It was all over everywhere being like essentially what the article claims and why it's so insidious to me is because this is not investigative journalism. This is an interview with Mm -hmm. him, which then she comes to this. She has a preconceived idea of this and then uses this interview to prove that point, which is that he is lying in his specials and like this is all a fucking lie. And she, again, uses an interview with him conducted specifically for this piece to, quote unquote, prove that. And it went viral. Everybody was like really upset, really disappointed. He was in the running for The Daily Show. The Daily Show, Mm -hmm. which to me was a no brainer. Like I just assumed like you already who else are you picking? Like this is this is who Mm -hmm. it's going to be. And it is. I don't think it's been officially confirmed, but it is highly likely that the reason he did not get that job is because of this article. And in this article, you can really hear the her, the voice. And I don't have an issue with hearing a journalist's voice in an article, but I do have an issue hearing a journalist's voice in an article where it doesn't even really feel like it matches up to what he's saying. And so very quickly, you can be like, this feels this feels targeted and this feels racist because you're quoting what he said here 
And then you're elaborating on that without the quotes there to lead me to this direction that I'm like, I don't think we ended up in this direction. And not only did we really not end up in this direction, but he made a YouTube video where he addressed everything essentially line by line. And she just straight up lied and misrepresented. And he like apologizes from, for certain things. And I do think like, you know, I think he felt like he had to apologize. I do find it a little bit fucking laughable because I'm like, do you think that comedians are telling the truth in all of their jokes and their right. specials? Most of the time, like that never happened. It happened to somebody they know or they heard about it happening to someone they know or something similar happened to someone. And then they 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 change it and format it to fit with the theme. Because again, every stand-up show has a theme of what the point of the entire message is. And when there's a political and social component of that, that will be an even stronger theme to have things to directly tie to that because he's not making just a point like, it's not like the men suck special and the through line is men. Like when you have your it, it, political and social commentary, it's a much more niche thing. So things have to align because you're trying to make people laugh. And then you're also trying to touch hearts and minds and to change people's opinions and to have them understand things more. So you have to be even more honed in on the meaning of all of these things. And it's time. So essentially it all boiled down to basically the most of the recaps of being like this happened, but I, I made the timeline shorter. And the reason why I made this timeline happen here where this thing happened in this exact moment was because I needed people to feel the fear that I felt. And there is no natural lead up to fear, but you would feel fear if it happened in this instant. And that mm -hmm. is the most comparable thing. So I picked it there. All of this is like what you do when you write a script. Like this is what you do. You put the audience mm -hmm. in your shoes and in that feeling there. And it is also what you do when you write an article. Like writers know that that's what your goal is. And you have to sometimes shorten timelines to make things make under like make sense or you have to heighten certain things so people can already have that sense of adrenaline rushing by the time something else happens like that's what timing is for it's like the dun 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 before something jumps out in a horror movie like all of that is timed to get you to feel what you are watching on screen or what you are hearing from someone what someone is saying and the one that was the most one of the most egregious to me as a white woman and this article is written by a white woman is she implies and not hardly implies basically straight up says that he doxed his ex-girlfriend and talking about a story about how he was taking her to prom and on the day of prom the his the girl he was taking her mom was like she can't go with you um we cannot have pic we ha take pictures we can't have you in pictures she can't you're not white like no and he has been in communication with this girl there since they left school. Like they basically what he says in the special is that or what the quote what the quote is pulled for the article, which she says, like, aha, this didn't actually happen. Was he says we have like different we we have different life experiences with that or like we we in, that affected us differently. We interpret that differently. And she meant the art. The writer wanted you to take away from that what thinking what he meant was oh, um, we have different interpretations of the events that went down that night, which is not true. What he says, and he then literally like airing fucking clips of this recorded conversation with this journalist being like, uh, she did not understand, as, uh, as a white she did not understand that this moment for me, that racist part thing that her parents did stuck with me so much harder than she knew that it stuck with me. Mm -hmm. She thought this was kind of just a blip for me and it wasn't. This was something that really lasted with me for a long time and she came to his show like he like let her know before the special came out and he had suggested like there were a couple tweets that he was like i would delete these like it can tie you to like he really made sure and she is emailing him back and forth being like thank you so much like really looking out she was like my like my friend saw your like special I, like your your show i'm gonna come she like went they went to dinner they have email correspondence to congratulate like all of those things and then they talk about her family in one of them and about how she's saying that, you know, her parents have grown a lot because she is now married to, I think, specifically an Indian man. And then she basically and then the writer also assert like that the that her parents weren't racist. This was all made up. This didn't actually happen. And then in the email correspondence, which he has he offered to send the reporter who said, I probably already have it. It's fine. I don't need it. Like, no, no, I've got it. It's fine. I've got it. In the email correspondence, the girl who he was supposed to take to prom mentions that her parents have grown a lot because she is now 
married to a not white man. And she now knows how much her parents have grown and how much how accepting they are of her marriage and their relationship. And he's like, I'm so happy to hear that. And this fucking writer ignores all of this. <laughs> and this fu- the, the video that he made, like all of the fucking receipts, all of the emails has had all of this. And it's not like spent the time collecting this as a rebuttal to the article. Mm-mm. Had this for the interview for the article. Didn't reference fucking any of it. And then she tweeted once all of this came out. Here's our official statement. I stand by the story and encourage people to read it in full. His video confirms that he selectively presents information and embellishes to make a point. Exactly what we were, exactly what we reported. Our piece, which includes Minhaj's perspective at length, was carefully reported and fact-checked. It is based on interviews with more than 20 people, including former Patriot Act and Daily Show staffers, members of Minhaj's security team, and people who have been the subject of his stand-up work, including the former FBI informant, Brother Eric, and the woman at the center of the prom rejection story we stand by our story and also if i were any of the people she talked to i would be so upset because she's also misrepresenting the relationship as then essentially being like she's implying that they don't like him and they're ratting him out when they've said have not said that (laughs) and so she's just taking her thesis and whatever fucking scraps she can do to provide what that is because she has a preconceived notion of what this article was going to be and i'm just like it's one of the worst pieces of journalism I've seen in regards to celebrity, but I think it has a much more sinister and deeper meaning of, wow, you're, we can now just write articles from our point of view mm-hmm. and say, fuck it and say, this is investigative journalism. Yeah. And I hate it. I hate it too, because, well, I mean, we've talked about Hassan before, like we're both fans of his. Um, and when that came out, I just had a gut feeling that it just wasn't right, you know, but like there's men that we've liked before that have disappointed us and we've had to go back and, you know, say things. And but then, there was something uh, in our psyche that prevented there, us from going as far as we wanted to go with that man. Yeah, that's true. I was like, there's just something not right based on what I've seen in his standup in on Patrick at on the daily show. Like it just does, this just doesn't add up also like the way that like he talks about his wife, the way his his wife talks about him. It's like, just something isn't right about this. And then like when he came back with like the recordings and stuff, I was like, gut felt right. Gut felt right. Yeah. No, as a white woman, my white woman senses were tingling. And I was like, this is one of my own. Uh, mm-hmm. And this is so thinly veiled because <laughs> the idea to come after a non-white man who's talking about racism, specifically talking about Islamophobia in his community, mm-hmm. who was like, these stories are true of police officers accosting ch- kids and taking, like, this is very true. To then just be like, I feel like you embellished a little bit of it. I'm like, bitch, we have our own fucking prop. Like the idea that this, regardless of what he embellished or what timelines he changed to make the point, none of it didn't happen. And so for her to make an article essentially being like race as a white woman, I'm going to say I have it. I have an inkling that racism didn't actually happen to him in the the same way that he says it does. I'm like, racism happened. Shut the fuck up. Like, Mm -hmm. just shut the fuck up. I didn't even read it in full until his thing came out because I was like, I I didn't either. I didn't either. First paragraph. And I went, "Uh uh-uh, I don't buy it. And the fact that she like downplays the fact that there was an envelope delivered to his house with white powder in it and they thought it was anthrax because his kid was right there and like she downplays all of that and it's like he was getting those threats he was that did happen he was getting all of these threats that were happening because he's he talked about i don't know what he talked about but i don't want to talk about it because (laughs) shit happened to him when he started talking about it like in political aspects it's just like currently right now you know what we really don't need is white women just downplaying the acts of violence, racism, and Islamophobia directed towards people who are having, who are the very few people who have the platform and are able and have the confidence and the protection and safety and money to speak on these atrocities to be like, no, 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 shut up. I'm like, ma'am, who are you working for? Right. Nasty. Hmm. All right. Mine's kind of in the same vein. (laughs) It's about Central Park Karen, Amy Cooper. Where she's back? Yes. So she had an essay that she put in uh, Newsweek a couple days ago and says that her actions were driven by panic and vulnerability and blames 
the black man she accosted for the incident. So if y'all don't remember, in May of 2020, after getting into a heated exchange with Christian Christian Cooper, who, no relation, I know they have the same last name, (laughs) but she was walking her dog in Central Park and didn't have it on a leash. And that is against the rule. So he like told her to put the dog on the leash. And she said that she's been in fear of telling her own story until now because, quote, unrelenting, unforgivable weight of cancel culture. And she blames Christian Cooper for making the incident uh, get to the point that it was at because she said, quote, I was a female alone in a secluded area of Central Park with a man yelling at me and threatening me as a victim in my teen. Well, she says, S.A. in my teens, I was completely panicked for my safety and well-being. She was, again, not following the rules. He was uh, just watching birds, and she was the one that escalated everything because she said in her essay that she dialed 911 only after Christian Cooper had taunted me to call the police, adding, there are never any racial implications to my words. I just saw raw fear and I desperately wanted to help. I desperately wanted help. However, we all it's all on video. Like we all saw it. All he's doing is asking her to put the dog on the leash and she's the one that's screaming like bloody murder that he basically is hurting her, making her feel harmed in some way. And also when she called the police, She said, a black man is threatening my life. And she specifically used that word, a black man, because she said that she hoped that would be enough to make Christian Cooper stop yelling. And keep in mind, this happened the same day that George Floyd incident happened. And so um, let's all note that Christian Cooper has since been hired by the National Geographic as the host of the bird watching series, Extraordinary Birder with Christian Cooper. Well, yes. And while Amy Cooper has lost her job at, at the investment bank firm, Franklin Templeton, and was briefly required to return her dog to the animal rescue because after the incident with Christian Cooper, she's seen jerking her pet around by its collar because she doesn't have it on a leash. And so she apologized in a public statement, but she was still charged with third degree misdemeanor for filing a false police report. After receiving Amy Cooper's apology, Christian Cooper urged his supporters to err on the side of compassion. And now she is still saying that she's been forced into hiding and remains to be scared in public. And to that, I say, good for you. I'm glad that you are scared to go out in public because you filed a false police report to a very on a very kind it doesn't matter even if it was he was mean he wasn't doing anything to endanger your life and you were the one that was breaking the rules and he asked you to follow the rules no it's like now that you say because i was gonna say from like the outfit that he was wearing like in the video and wearing and if you like look him up and also now that you said this like it, it's black mr rogers like it is literally mm-hmm. like j- and i'm like and that, when you said that he's got this bird watching show, I was like, this is this is literally that line. I'm like, ma'am, you wouldn't have done that on Tom Hanks. Like, let's be right. like, be be fucking real. Like, come on. And you know, it doesn't sound like she spent the last year, two years listening and learning. Sounds like. No, not she's at all. Just, she's just mad. Also, in the world, I the world. forgot about her in like the sense of. I when you started, I was like, oh, is it a different one? Like, I wouldn't know her name. And now I'm going to remember her name because you made it like. My God, oh, just allergic to accountability. Mm-hmm. Like, who asked you to write this essay? You clearly did it for yourself and you thought it was going to make you be in a better light and you just came out worse than you already did. Babe, no one's going to hire you even more. Now you've added on a couple extra. Mm-hmm. Like, you, I'm sure you could have gotten hired. I mean, yeah. you could have gotten hired a lot of fucking places, but like mm-hmm. you really could have gotten hired from places you prob- that probably wouldn't have hired you two years ago. They would have hired you now. Now? No, no, no. Yep. It's like she wants people to know her name. Yeah. Because she's like, Karen, it's like the same people who think Karen is a slur. Well, she also is in that same thing. She said that uh, Karen doesn't actually exist. Like, that's not a real statement. And she's not a Karen. 
I'm like, you just doubled down on being a Karen. <laughs> There's nothing more Karen for Newsweek. <laughs> nothing more than going to Newsweek and being like, I wrote something. <laughs> I mm-hmm. want you to publish it. Do you ever have you ever seen that one video of the um the, the woman in Victoria's Secret who's like filming something yeah. like and like yeah. losing her mind? I think she did something somewhat like made another and it like researched and everyone was like, why are you doing this? Like people forgot about this. You're just like you have to bring it back up. Yep. <sighs> well, fuck her. And this is the same thing I said about um Chris Rock. I think people should think when they go outside they could potentially be getting slapped or canceled i think you should operate with life knowing that your actions could in could result in you being fired from your job or getting slapped across the face because since he went around and doubled down on things that happened and he said people are bringing up stuff from his past that nobody really knew about so just shut up and go away. There's power in being quiet. Does Brene Brown mm-hmm. need to make an inspirational quote about that so people finally take it into account? Just like, shut up and just coast. Just like, mm-hmm. truly, shh, stop talking. Stop. To- some people shouldn't, some people don't need to talk. Talk to, right. talk to a therapist. Right. Oh, well, that is it for our episode. We hope you all enjoyed and if you did you can leave us a review in the podcast app or you can interview oh my god you can leave a review on the spotify for the episode and we have a patreon where you can listen to the episodes ad free you can also watch the video version of the podcast and our other podcast and you can also join us for live streams that we do twice a month where we hang out have a fun time we 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 hee hee and we ha ha and yeah oh do you see that sean evans had a crush on kiki that's another one I was going to Yes, tell you. that was so, it was funny. That, so Nen, the Kiki original video got pushed mm-hmm. to everyone's algorithm. So all the top comments are like, who's here after Sean's crush? And yeah. then the they social person start reposting it, being yeah. like, Kiki. And I was like, oh my God, can you imagine if they get, I would. That's it. We hope you all enjoyed and we will circle back next week. And don't forget to vote for the other ones. Goodbye. Bye. But Am I Wrong is a production by me, Megan Rinks. And me, Melissa DeMonts, plus Diamond Imprint Productions. Post-production by Coco Lorenz. And production assistance by Melanie D. Watson.